Today is the 17th of July, 2019. Good morning. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Alpha and Omega, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. We invite you to start today with us, because we can't do anything except that your presence comes here. Come, O Lord, with your Spirit, and fill this time with your glory. Accept our worship and our prayers, and let everything we do today be divinely orchestrated from heaven. Let power be released upon us. Open the windows of heaven and bless us abundantly, and let your love overflow us all through the days of our lives. We ask this in the name of the first and the last. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music to give us some time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, David begins preparations for the temple, and Paul begins his letter to Titus. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures today. Father, we know that we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. So today feed us on your scriptures, we pray, and make us hungry for the living manna that came down from heaven. 
the heavenly bread of life and the true and living water, who alone can bring us into our eternal inheritance. For it is through Jesus Christ our Lord that we pray. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the God's Word translation, and we begin with 1 Chronicles 22 and 25. Then David said, This is where the Lord God's temple will be. Israel's altar for burning offerings will also be here. David ordered the foreigners living in Israel to gather. He appointed some of them to cut stones to build God's temple. David prepared a large quantity of iron for nails and fitting on the doors of the gates. He also prepared so much bronze that it couldn't be weighed. The men of Sidon and Tyre brought David so many cedar logs that the logs couldn't be counted. David thought, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced, and the temple that will be built for the Lord must be magnificent, large, famous, praised and honoured in all countries. I'll prepare the building materials for him. So David prepared many materials for Solomon before he died. He summoned his son Solomon and commanded him to build a temple for the Lord God of Israel. David told his son Solomon, I had my heart set on building a temple for the name of the Lord my God. But the Lord spoke his word to me by saying, You've caused a lot of bloodshed and fought in many wars. You must not build a temple in my name because you've caused so much bloodshed in my presence. You will have a son who will be a peaceful man. I'll give him peace from all enemies around him. His name will be Solomon, peace. And in his time I will give Israel peace and quiet. He will build a temple for my name. He will be my son and I will be his father. I will establish the throne of his kingdom permanently over Israel. David continued, Now, son, the Lord will be with you. You will be successful and you will build the temple of the Lord your God as he predicted you would. The Lord will give you insight and understanding as he commands you to take charge of Israel and to follow the teachings of the Lord your God. Then you will succeed if you carefully obey the laws and decrees the Lord commanded Moses to give to Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Despite my troubles, I have made preparations for the Lord's temple. There are 7,500,000 pounds of gold, 75 million pounds of silver, and so much bronze and iron that it can't be weighed. I have also prepared stones and wood, and you may add to them. You have many kinds of workers, stonecutters, masons, carpenters, and men skilled in every kind of work. The gold, silver, bronze, and iron are more than can be counted. So get to work. May the Lord be with you. David ordered all the leaders of Israel to help his son Solomon. David said, Isn't the Lord your God with you? Hasn't he given you peace with all your neighbors? He put the people who live in this country under my power, and the country has been conquered by the Lord and his people. So dedicate your hearts and lives to serving the Lord your God. Start building the holy place of the Lord God so that you can bring the ark of the Lord's promise and God's holy utensils into the temple that we built for the Lord's name. When David had grown old and lived out his years, he made his son Solomon king of Israel. He gathered all the officials of Israel and the priests and the Levites. Every male Levite who was at least 30 years old was counted. There were 38,000 of them. Of these, 24,000 were appointed to supervise the work of the Lord's temple. 
6,000 were appointed to be officers and judges. 4,000 were appointed to be gatekeepers, and 4,000 were appointed to praise the Lord with the instruments David had made for praising God. David organized the Levites into divisions, based on which of Levi's sons, Gershon, Kohath, or Merari, they were descended from. Laden and Shimei were Gershon's descendants. Laden had three sons. Gehiel was the first, then Zetham and Joel. Shemei had three sons, Shelemeth, Haziel, and Haran. They were the heads of Laden's families. Shimei's sons were Jahath, Zena, Jueth, and Bariah. They were Shimei's four sons. Jahath was the first, and Ziza was the second. Jeush and Bariah didn't have many sons, so they were given an assignment as one family. Koath had four sons, Amran, Izzah, Hebron, Uziel. Amran's sons were Aaron and Moses. Aaron and his sons were forever designated to sacrifice the most holy things to God, to offer sacrifices to the Lord, to serve Him, and always to give blessing in His name. The sons of Moses, the man of God, were counted with the tribe of Levi. Moses' sons were Gershom and Eleazar. Gershom's only son was Shebuel. Eleazar's only son was Rehabiah. Eleazar had no other sons, but Rehabiah had many sons. Izar's only son was Shelemeth. Hebron's first son was Jeriah. His second was Amariah. His third was Jehaziel. His fourth was Jechameam. Uziel's first son was Micah. His second was Ashiah. Merari's sons were Mali and Mushi. Mali's sons were Eleazar and Kish. Eleazar died without having any sons. He only had daughters. Their cousins, the sons of Kish, married them. Mushi had three sons, Mali, Eda, and Jeremoth. These were the Levites' descendants who were grouped according to their families. The heads of their families were registered by name as they were counted. Everyone who served in the Lord's temple was at least twenty years old. David had said, The Lord God of Israel has given his people rest. He will now live in Jerusalem forever. The Levites will no longer have to carry the tent and all the utensils used in worship. David's last instructions were to count the Levites, who were at least twenty years old. They were appointed to stand beside Aaron's descendants to serve in the Lord's temple. They were appointed to be in charge of the courtyards and the temple rooms, to ensure that all the holy things were clean, and to serve in God's temple. They were also responsible for the rows of bread, the flour of the grain offerings, the unleavened bread wafers, and the bread made in frying pans. In addition, they were responsible for mixing the ingredients and keeping track of all weights and measures. They were appointed to stand to give thanks and praise to the Lord every morning. They were appointed to do the same thing in the evening. They were appointed to stand in front of the Lord in the required numbers whenever burnt offerings were made, on weekly days of rest, holy days at new moon festivals, and on appointed annual festivals. They were appointed to follow the regulations for the tent of meetings and the holy place, and to help their relatives, Aaron's descendants, as they served in the Lord's temple. The divisions of Aaron's descendants were as follows. Aaron's sons were Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. Nadab and Abihu died before their father died, and neither had any children. So Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests. 
David, Eleazar's descendants Zadok, and Ithmar's descendants Ahimelech, divided Aaron's descendants into groups for service. Since Eleazar's descendants had more men who were family heads than Ithmar's descendants, they were divided so that Eleazar's descendants had family leaders, and Ithmar's descendants had family leaders. Both groups were divided impartially by drawing lots, so there were officers for the holy places and officers for God among both Eleazar's and Ithamar's descendants. The scribe Shemaiah was a son of Nathanel and a descendant of Levi. Shemaiah recorded their names in the presence of the king, the princes, the priest Zadok, Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, and the family leaders of the priests and the Levites. One family was chosen for Eleazar, another for Ithamar. The first lot drawn was for Jehoiarib, the second for Jediah, the third for Horim, the fourth for Soarim, the fifth for Melchiah, the sixth for Midjamin, the seventh for Hakos, the eighth for Abijah, the ninth from Jeshua, the tenth for Shechaniah, the eleventh for Eliashib, the twelfth for Jakim, the thirteenth for Huppah, the fourteenth for Jeshbiab, the fifteenth for Bilgah, the sixteenth for Imma, the seventeenth for Heza, the eighteenth for Hapizes, the nineteenth for Pethahiah, the twentieth for Jezkel, the twenty-first for Jakin, the twenty-second for Gamel, the twenty-third for Deliah, the twenty-fourth for Amaziah. These were their priestly groups when they went to serve the Lord's temple. Their ancestors made these rules for them as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. The following men were leaders for Israel's descendants from Kohath. Jehadiah, from Amran's descendants through Shebiel. Isiah, through Amran's descendants through Rehabiah. Jehath, for Ezar's descendants through Shelemoth. Jeriah, from Hebron's descendants. Amariah, the second of Hebron's descendants. Jehaziel, the third of Hebron's descendants. Jachameam, the fourth of Hebron's descendants. Shemir, for Uziel's descendants through Micah. And Zechariah, for Uziel's descendants through Micah's brother Ishia. The following men were leaders from Levi's descendants from Merari. Mali, Mushi, and Merari's sons, Jaaziah, Shohan, Zachir, and Ibri, for Merari's descendants through his sons, Jehaziah. Eleazar, who had no sons for Mali's descendants. Jeramiel, for Mali's descendants through Kish. Mali, Eda, and Jeremoth, for Mushi's descendants. These were Levi's descendants according to their families. They drew lots as their relatives, Aaron's descendants had done. They drew them in front of King David, Zadok, Ahimelech, and the leaders of the family of the priests and Levites. The families of the oldest brothers were treated the same way as those of the youngest. David and the army's commanders appointed the sons of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun to serve as prophets with lyres, harps, and cymbals. This is the list of men who performed this service. From the sons of Asaph were Zachiah, Joseph, Nethaniah, and Asherah. They were directed by Asaph, who served as a prophet under the king's direction. From the sons of Jeduthun were Jedaliah, Zeri, Jeshiah, Shimei, Hashbiah, Mattatiah. The six brothers were directed by their father, the prophet Jejuthun, 
they thanked and praised the Lord as they played lyres. From the sons of Heman were Bukiah, Mataniah, Uziel, Shebuel, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Eliatha, Gedalti, Ramamti, Ezer, Joshbekasha, Malathi, Hothi, and Mahazoeth. All of them were the sons of the king Siaheman. They were given to him to make him prominent as God had promised. So God gave Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these Levites sang at the Lord's temple under the direction of their fathers Asaph, Jeduthun, and Heman. They played cymbals, lyres, and harps for worship in God's temple under the direction of the king. They, along with their relatives, were trained, skilled musicians for the Lord. There were 288 of them. They drew lots for their assignment of duties, the youngest as well as the oldest, the skilled musicians, along with the students. The first lot drawn chose Joseph, the son of Asaph. The second chose Dedaliah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The third chose Zachar, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The fourth chose Isri, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The fifth chose Nathaniah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The sixth chose Bukiah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The seventh chose Jezreelah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The eighth chose Jeshiah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The ninth chose Mataniah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The tenth chose Shemai, his sons and relatives, twelve men. The eleventh chose Azrael, his sons and his relatives, twelve men. The twelfth chose Hashabiah, his sons and his relatives, twelve men. The thirteenth chose Shubiel and his sons and his relatives, twelve men. The fourteenth chose Mattathiah, his sons and relatives, twelve men. The fifteenth chose Jeremoth, his sons and relatives, twelve men. The sixteenth chose Hananiah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The seventeenth chose Josh Bekesha and his sons and relatives, twelve men. The eighteenth chose Hananiah, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The nineteenth chose Malothi, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The twentieth chose Eliathar, his sons, and relatives, twelve men. The twenty-first chose Hotha, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The twenty-second chose Gidalti, and his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The twenty-third chose Mahazioth, his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. The twenty-fourth chose Romanti Ezar, and his sons, and his relatives, twelve men. Titus 1 From Paul, a servant of God, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, I was sent to lead God's chosen people to faith, and to the knowledge of truth that leads to a godly life. My message is based on the confidence of eternal life. God, who never lies, promised this eternal life before the world began. God has revealed this in every era by spreading His word. I was entrusted with this word by the command of God our Saviour. To Titus, a genuine child in the faith we share, goodwill and peace from God the Father, and from Jesus Christ our Saviour are yours. I left you in Crete to do what is still needed to be done, appointing spiritual leaders in every city as I directed you. A spiritual leader must have a good reputation. He must only have one wife and have children who are believers. His children shouldn't be known for having wild lifestyles or being rebellious, because a bishop is a supervisor appointed by God, 
he must have a good reputation. He must not be stubborn or an irritable person. He must not drink too much or be a violent person. He must not use shameful ways to make money. Instead, he must be hospitable, love what is good, use good judgment, be fair and moral, and have self-control. He must be devoted to the trustworthy message we teach. Then he can use these accurate teachings to encourage people and to correct those who oppose the word. There are many believers, especially converts from Judaism who are rebellious. They speak nonsense and deceive people. They must be silenced because they are ruining whole families by teaching what they shouldn't teach. This is the shameful way they make money. Even one of their own prophets said, Cretans are always liars, savage animals, and lazy gluttons. That statement is true. For this reason, sharply correct believers so that they will continue to have faith that is alive and well. They shouldn't pay attention to Jewish myths or commands given by people who are always rejecting the truth. Everything is clean to those who are clean, but nothing is clean to corrupt unbelievers. Indeed, their minds and their consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God, but they deny Him by what they do. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit to do anything good. Psalm 47 For the Choir Director A Psalm by Korah's Descendants Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a loud, joyful song. We must fear the Lord the Most High. He is the great King of the whole earth. He brings people under our authority and puts nations under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God has gone up with a joyful shout. The Lord has gone up with the sound of a ram's horn. Make music to praise him. Play music for him. Make music to praise our king. Play music for him. God is the king of the whole earth. Make your best music for him. God rules the nations. He sits upon his holy throne. The influential people from the nations gather together as the people of the God of Abraham. The rulers of the earth belong to God. He rules everything. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may have just caught our attention. And after music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, drop us a line through the usual channels. And check the show notes for all the contact details. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, they're all there. Yesterday, we were asked to pray for a young boy called Travis. And I'm going to ask that we pray for Travis still. He's still receiving his treatment. But let's pray, shall we? Father God, kindle true light in our hearts and minds that we may recognize what we are and become free of everything false and dishonest. Let this light of righteousness, this judgment, go through all nations, that people no longer use empty words when they talk of mercy and truth. Grant that your mercy and your truth find the right soil and bear fruit. May they find soil prepared by you, for you judge us, and make right what is wrong in our earthly life. We thank you that however painful many of our experiences are, we may still say, through how much need has not our merciful God spread out his wings to protect us. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. Love has its source in you, Creator God flows from you like an ocean into a world as unyielding as any shoreline cliff. And like the ocean which batters, erodes, and wears away even the hardest stone, your love persists, finds cracks and inlets, in hardened hearts, flows inside and works a miracle. Who would think that water was more powerful than granite, love mightier than the hardest heart? Thank you, Creator God, for the power of your love. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us, now and forever. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.